One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. Put your strap bags on. Join me, hot. Hey everyone, it's Dan, Dan Budnick. Welcome to Rockin' All Week with You, the Happy Days Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 1, or Episode 9, overall. I don't know, I, I talked to you about it last time. I'm, I'm trying to figure, I think, I think it's better for me to do Season 2, Episode 1, you know, Season 8, Episode 5, whatever, rather than like Episode 37, which doesn't help you. But I also want to say the other... You know, episode 9, I'm just going to get confusing. But anyway, season 2, episode 1, welcome to the 1974-1975 American television season. How are you, by the way? Did you listen to the mini-sode where we talked about the sappy days? Oh, cracked. You've done it again. Ah. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening, and everyone who's enjoyed the show so far. I've got, I've got a lot of good feedback, and, and, and folks seem, seem to be enjoying it. So let us push on. So this is season two. This is the first full season of the show. There are 23 episodes in the season. We're starting on September 10th, 1974. And we are ending on, where are we ending on? May 6th, 1975. And uh, get a lot of fun episodes in this season, including a Halloween episode and a Christmas episode, which is cool. Uh, we get the um, third and final Chuck Cunningham, this time uh, Randolph, uh, uh, Mr. Randolph Roberts, who I know best um, after uh, Happy Days uh, for being the star of The Great Wicked Wicked, um, directed, produced, written by the great, uh, that's a lot of greats, Richard L. Bear, the man who directed like 167 or six, six, 66 or 67, 166 or 167 episodes of Green Acres. And Wicked Wicked is known, it was in duo vision, which means that the whole film is in split screen. I, It's a great film. It's super fun. He's great in it. Uh, Chuck Randolph Roberts is great in it. He's really, he plays a creepy guy working in this sort of seaside hotel um, who has all these crawl spaces that he goes through in the hotel. And it's really, uh, it's really quite good. And I feel, feel rotten because the New Beverly Cinema which I'm not too far from, showed it on a double feature with some other movie like a week ago, and I had personal stuff, I couldn't get there. And then like two days later, I was on Twitter, and they said, hey, surprise announcement, like in three hours, we're showing Wicked Wicked again. Couldn't make it again. So I missed it twice on the big screen. Apparently they were showing it again because it was a huge hit. And it is super fun. Warner Archive put out a DVD of it. It's, it's a lot of fun. He's great in it, and he's fun as Chuck. He's not around a lot, and this is probably the episode I think that he's in the most. His presence is there for um, uh, the, the Christmas episode, but uh, there you go. Uh, and then this uh, this episode also act, adds um, uh, Misty Rowe. The great Misty Rowe is Wendy. She uh, will be one of the waitresses slash uh, car hops at um, uh, at Arnold's. And uh, she this was a year or so before she was in... Um, 
um, oh, uh, When Things Were Rotten, Mel Brooks's Robin Hood um, comedy. She was also in Meatballs Part 2, which I saw on the big screen a couple weeks ago. She's a lot of fun in that. That's a super fun film. And we also have Linda Pearl uh, playing Gloria, who is uh, Richie's girlfriend. And uh, she is in this, heavily featured in this episode. So that's kind of, um, uh, those are the new cast members, or cast members-ish. Um, they're, they're not permanent cast members, as you know, if you watch the show. Um, in, in fact, yeah, obviously, if you know the end of the show, Chuck gets erased from existence by the living eraser. No, um... But we'll talk about that when we get to that. That's a long time from now. Uh, I am watching the official DVD releases. Uh, I don't know who put them out, Paramount or whoever put them out. Um, and these are the ones, the second, the first season very specifically had all the music in it. This one has a big thing that says, music has been changed for this home entertainment version. Which means that um, in this episode, not only is Rock Around the Clock not playing over the opening credits as it originally did, they just play Happy Days, the Happy Days theme at the beginning and end. But all the music in the episode is just generic doo-wop, 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 kind of stuff. So, um, I don't know. Uh, here, here's the thing. I can, when I get to season seven and on, which aren't available on DVD, I'll be using like TV land recordings. But for these, I'm using the official recordings. I'm not hunting down other copies. So, I think on TV syndication there are different there are different rights issues so all the music may be there so if you're watching this from a, a tv land recording or something like that you may be hearing all the music and if you are please tell me what music is playing um it's a bit more expense than i wanted to go to since i actually you know own the proper officially released set so you know we're in the late 50s still uh the <laughs> i think i think the only um I'm going to check my notes. Uh, well, I'll talk about it at the end. Uh, there, there really isn't much like da- uh, to, to date this with, like I, like I did a lot in the last season. Uh, there is, there's a poster hanging outside of Chuck's apartment for a film from 1952, which isn't helpful at all because this is obviously past 1952. But this is, you know, in that space, 57-ish, 58-ish, that kind of thing. Um, and there isn't really... Uh, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about the end. There, there isn't really, uh, there aren't specific things that maybe go, ah, this or that, I think. I'll double check that when I return after I, I play a blast of music for you in a moment. But let me just give you the, um, the, the world right here. So 74, 75, um, uh, Happy Days is on. Uh, all the family is still at the top. Sanfordson is still right near the top. Uh, this is Gunsmoke's last season on the air after 20 seasons. And it's still like in the top 30. So I don't think it's, I don't think it was ever out of like the top 30. It was mainly in the top 20 throughout most of its 20-year run, which is, is pretty astounding. Uh, the new sitcoms, and I'm actually looking in Rick Mintz, Mintz's great TV sitcom book for this. This is a book I grew up on, although he seems to kind of hate most of the sitcoms I love, like Green Acres. But 74, 75, the front runners are Barney Miller, which I never really watched. The theme song was um, too depressing for me. Chico and the Man, which I vaguely remember watching, but not uh, much. The Jeffersons, which I, I really used to love, um, but I watched it at the tail end of the show, like in the first half of the 80s, because um, it ran more or less around the same time period as Happy Days did. And by the end of the Jeffersons, weren't they like on train solving murders or something like that? Am I making that up? Is that It was a very different show <laughs> in, in 83 and 84 than it was in 74 or 75, or 75 when it premiered. And then Rhoda. Never seen an episode of Rhoda. 
And then the other sitcoms that premiered this season were Karen, Love Nest, oh, which stars uh, Homer Bedlow, uh, Paper Moon, huh. uh, oh, Jodie Foster, Chris Connolly, Paul Sand and Friends and Lovers, Sunshine, The Texas Wheelers with uh, Mark Hamill, That's My Mama, woohoo! And We'll Get By, which was actually created by Alan Alda. Wow, so those are, those are the big, uh, sit, well, those are the sitcoms of this season. All right, so that's kind of the landscape at this moment. And he's got some other, it's, it's an interesting book if you've never read it there. I, the, the green one was the last edition. He has stuff like, um, let's see, uh, September 8th, 1974, President Gerald Ford grants a full pardon to ex-President Nixon for all federal crimes he committed or may have committed or taken part in while in office. Uh, let's see, Ten one, the Watergate cover-up trial of his Washington, D.C. 11 eight, eight former Ohio National Guardsmen accused, acquitted of violating rights of students on May 4th. I'm getting depressed just, just reading these here. Is there, are there any good things? The American military involvement in Vietnam ends on April 29th. Um, 200th anniversary of Paul Revere's ride, April 18th, 1975. Uh, Nelson Eldridge Rockefeller sworn as vice president of the U.S. December 19th, marking first time neither a president nor his vice president is elected to office. Um, so I'm just going to, I got depressed at that. So, yeah. So let's hop into Richie uh, Moves Out. Listen to this. I found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. Happy Days Season 2, Episode 1, Richie, Moves Out, directed by Jerry Paris, written by Ben Jolson, Art Bear. Original air date, Tuesday, September 10th, 1974, at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's have a quick look at the opening credits. First credit is starring Ron Howard, then co-starring Marion Ross, Anson Williams, Henry Winkler, Donnie Most. And also starring Tom Bosley as Howard Cunningham. Now let let's check out the scenes. Um, to be honest, I didn't go back and, and look at the scenes in the first season opening credits. So I'm going to give you the scenes that are in here because I know a bunch of them are new scenes. So the first scene is Ralph uh, with a megaphone. Waitress Marcia is walking by and jams a hamburger in it, which is a good time. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, Potsy passes the photo booth where uh, he sees a lovely, uh, some lovely legs uh, in there and opens it up and the Fonz is making out with uh, Gail. Uh, then we get the classic um, mannequin head that Marcia screams at. Then we get Ralph. Looks like he's making out with someone, but he's just kidding. He's making out with himself. And Potsy's like, oh, you Ralph. Uh, and then we get the great um, uh, getting sprayed in the face with ketchup gag. Um, you know, the uh, the 45-year-old teenager spray, spraying his, his, his girlfriend with the, uh, with, uh, with the Oh, there's that. Oh, yeah, the salt gag, salt shaker gag. With the, um, I didn't finish what I was saying about the last one with the ketchup. You know that bit. The salt shaker gag where um, the salt goes all over Ralph's food. And that big kid. 
from those couple episodes is is in the back there looking over. Uh, oh, and then Misty Rowe with a banana split talking to the Fonz. Potsy kisses her, and rightfully so, she smashes the uh, banana split on his chest. And then it ends with Ralph trying to kiss a gal, yeah, and she falls out. They fall out of the car. I don't fully understand that. That's, I mean, that door was not closed at all, I guess, then. I, or maybe I don't know the way 50s doors work in cars. Uh, but they fall out, and everyone laughs at it, and it's all good fun. This episode begins in the evening, and Richie is sitting with his new girlfriend, Gloria, on the couch in the living room. That, that would be Linda Pearl. And uh, they finish their studying. They turn out the lights, and they begin to uh, make out. And uh, she has said that she doesn't like to make out when, you know, the parents are of the boy are in the house, and they're not even asleep. And Richie says, Mom, Dad, and no one comes down. So they start making out, but then, of course... Mrs. C comes down, and Mr. C comes down, and, and the next day at, at breakfast, as uh, they're all sitting around eating, and um, Joni is in her chipmunk uh, outfit there, uh, going to school, and they're talking, Richie's bemoaning the fact, yeah, that he, he doesn't have any privacy. Chuck shows up. Is that Chuck? Mr. C says, uh, because it's a different person playing Chuck, so I understand his confusion. And Chuck, you know, is obviously going to college and is doing basketball-y stuff. His roommate has just moved out, so Richie is going to move in with him. So Richie moves into Chuck's apartment, which is basically one big room and is kind of a mess, and Richie is going to pay rent and also clean the place up. Richie is going to sleep on a fold-out bed in the couch. He gets a job at Arnold's doing waiterly or, or car hop or just stuff with general stuff. And uh, unfortunately, he does that thing where um, everyone's like, hey, Rich, uh, maybe can I use the apartment uh, to make out with this person? Da, 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 da. And soon, suddenly, everyone has a key to the apartment and everyone's going to the apartment and everyone's making out there. And Richie tries to get Gloria there and suddenly everybody's there. And then Chuck shows up with the basketball team and it's just craziness. And then Richie finally has to stand up for himself. And um, spoiler, at the end of the episode, he moves back in to his home uh but but you get to see a lot of chuck in this um i mean he's kind of dumb and he's mostly in it for the basketball and uh, he gives a good look to the camera in his first scene after grabbing like a looks like he just grabs a handful of pancakes like it's a sandwich off of a plate and shoves them into his mouth they could be some sort of 1950s breakfast sandwich i'll give you that oh oh, oh just just because i happen to have seen it come up aaron slick from pumpkin crick is a the movie poster that's in the hallway right outside the apartment that is a hillbilly movie according to wikipedia from 1952 made by paramount oh costume designed by edith head i don't know it at all uh alan young dinah shore yeah um yeah i don't know this one at all but for some reason there is a poster for it right outside their door so there you have it uh so what else yeah no, but that's the basics of this richie moves out because he doesn't think he has any privacy and then wah, 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 he has zero privacy when he's in the apartment living with his brother Joni calls dibs on his room and uh, yeah it's it's just it's it's an episode that does exactly what you expect it to do the the moment like that the opening scene is lovely where they're in the dark and he's there with gloria and it's linda pearl you know come on it's linda pearl in 1974 so you know the moment she takes the gum out of her mouth for kissing i'm in you know i'm in i i'm jealous of richie 
all over the place on this one. Uh, but but then it's great. Um, Mrs. C's got a new hairstyle, and it's great because she just she just peeks in and she wants to get a Reader's Digest. And uh, you know they were gonna they said we're gonna watch TV, but Mrs. C's like yeah I know what's going on. Then Mr. C comes down and it's a it's a it's a fun scene. And uh, yeah, the, then it just goes to the the uh, the uh, apartment, and it's a really mangy place, as as you would imagine. And they're like, he, I forget what subject says he he was studying, but there's like a like a like a shark or whale like jawbone or something on the couch. I think it's I th- I want to say it's marine biology. Give g- give me a moment. Shark's jaw, yeah, marine biology. I flunked. I feel like, yeah, he probably flunks a lot of things. He he is pretty good at, with the basketball, though, at least in the confines of the room. I don't know that that counts specifically. It's interesting, too, uh, just to, to flash forward ahead here, um, uh, a few moments in this. One, the basketball thing. Obviously, Chuck is big on basketball, and, and uh, Richie will become a basketball hero far in the future of the show. Um and in that strange period where the show is no longer really about Richie, but whenever they make it about Richie, he's kind of become a jerk. But that's that's a long distance from now. The Richie in this episode is charming, and the fact that he's doing all this so he can make out with Linda Pearl. I mean, I'm sorry, Gloria is. Um, like I said, I'm in. I I, I understand completely. Uh, the uh, is that Chuck? It will be mirrored. A few episodes down the line, in the la- were uh, Chuck's last appearance, uh, I-, I love the way Mr. C says it because he he's looking um, towards the wall where the camera is, and Chuck comes in behind him, and and is, is that Chuck? And you know because obviously it doesn't look like Chuck, and, and that's I I don't think that's the joke there they're making. Well, maybe that is the joke they're making right there, but I, I like the fact that um, you know uh, when when Chuck appears, he's got a big load of laundry that he wants clean and Mrs. C of course is going to take care of it. So, uh, Mr. Mr. C, Mr. C's goofing right there, but it's, uh, I don't know. I like it. I think it's charming. It's, it's, it's great that Chuck gets at least one episode where he is featured more or less. Um, you can see how, yeah, it wasn't going to quite, I mean, to me, it's, I, I almost equate this with, uh, eight is enough. And if I said this last season, forgive me, but um, there there could be folks who skipped the first season. Uh, to, to be honest, it's been a couple months since I recorded an episode of this, so I forget if I said it. But I always think of Chuck as like they're doing a Grant Goodeve with him, where uh, Grant Goodeve's character moves out of the house like several episodes into the first season. So you get what six of the seven of the Jesus, a lot of freaking kids, seven of the kids running around the house. And but but Grant Goodeve pretty much from episode three or four on is always living away. Uh, I'm only halfway through season three, but but so so he he but but he's a character. He comes in. He's featured in some episodes. They go to him at times. Um, that that's almost what it seems. Uh, obviously, this is before that, but that almost is sort of what it seems like. You know, Chuck uh, Chuck has already moved out when the show begins. Um, I I don't think he is in the Love American style episode, but yeah, he's already gone at the dorms. Uh, when when the show begins, I, be, I believe at least uh, well, he is right here. He definitely is right here, living in his own place there. And um, I do like how Richie goes out to get a job, but they never say what it is Chuck does to pay the rent because he mentions rent. You know, he doesn't say this is we're not sharing a dorm room. He says, you know, you know, I'll cut down on your rent. So I'm, I'm dying to know what it is Chuck does. Maybe it's just being Chuck. I don't know. Maybe it's just existing in a world that wants to erase him. That is. Um, pays him a good wage. I don't know. 
I don't even remember what I was saying now. Oh yeah, so so Chuck, 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 Chuck. Um, I guess I guess I don't I don't mean to overdo it on the Chuck, but since he won't be here after time, and in the end he'll be gone, uh, let's just give him a, a moment or two. I'm just sort of jumping all around here. This is the first episode of the season. There, there, there. Like I said, there isn't a lot going on in this episode. It's really straightforward, you know. And you do get the point where Richie's just working his butt off trying to make the rent. He's also cleaning the place, and then he gets a night off, so he goes home. Mr. C, Mrs. C, and Joni are there, and Richie arrives and is like, "No, no, I don't need any food. I'm, I'm living fine." But you could tell that he's, he's really hungry and he wants to eat something. So he, he eventually he eats, and which is probably something that Chuck does too. And um, and it's so great to see the moment when Richie comes home to visit. How excited everyone is to see him, and they all give him hugs. And, and Jody gives him a big hug. She's got a big smile on her face, and um, he's trying to be be manly about it. But you know, that's Richie. He's um, he does that a lot. And um, uh, and eventually, I guess I guess he is properly <laughs> grown up by by the end uh, when he goes in in the army, and then he comes back with kids and and is married. But um, here he's still kind of a dumb kid in in some respects. So, uh, what was I? Oh, yeah. There, there's the thing. Is that you, Chuck? And there's also there's a great moment in here that will mirror the last uh, an eleventh season episode that I'm not going to go to uh, here, where Richie finally stands. All these people are in the apartment, including the Fonz making out with the gal. And it's funny, like there's all this chaos going on with the basketball team going over plans, and people are playing charades, and Richie's just annoyed. But the Fonz and his gal are deep in makeout land. Go for it, Fonz. He can do it. He can do it. It's a fo. It's a focus thing. It really is a focus thing. So I have no idea why that Aaron Strick from Punk and Crick thing is out there. Was Ron Howard in that or something? I know they do that. That sort of. Uh, later on but um um what was i saying oh uh, uh so so there's a great moment where richie throws everyone out everyone leaves and he says you two fonz and the fonz goes up and says okay no i got it okay yeah we're leaving we're going okay and um you know and, and richie's kind of surprised that the fonz is leaving and she says and the fonz just says you know like um you know you got spunk kid so that's why i'm leaving but this will only happen once or something like that. And that mirrors, a, that's a funny moment. And we're still setting the parameters of what the Fonz's character is, what he can do, what his, his place is in this world, and what his place is sort of in, in, in Richie's life. But there is a moment in season 11 that sort of mirrors this only once, uh, which is... I don't mean to call. I don't mean to say that they're referencing this moment here. But if you watch the show all the way through, you get to that moment, and it's like when they were really becoming great friends. Uh, and by the time they meet up, sort of there in season eleven, they're best of friends. Uh, it's just a. It's just a really emotional and lovely moment. Although the stakes are much higher, obviously, in season eleven than they are in this. In this bit of. Uh, silliness here. Sorry, just something just fell over right there. Forgive the noise. Yeah, the stakes are much higher then than they are now because it's all goofy here. It's all here. It's all about trying to make out with Linda Pearl. Uh, so, um, I think this is a great episode to open the season because it doesn't. It's clearly in the 50s and it's clearly di- made differently from all the other big. Se- I mean, look at the top. 30 list of um, shows uh, uh, from the 74-75 season. I'm 
we'll go over that near to the end of the season. Remember that Happy Days, I think, was number 16 in the previous season. But if you look at the top, it's it's the it's the Sanford Son, it's Chico and the Man, it's it's all in the family, it's it's the Jeffersons, it's good times. These are the shows that are at the top. And this is a very different kind of show. And I think it's I think it's extremely charming. I think it's very funny. I think Linda Pearl is is like uh, like uh, after some of the gals from the previous season is a breath of fresh air and is is just delightful. And Richie should be proud and and praying to whatever it is that rules this world that he's going out with Gloria for the brief time that he is. Uh, what else is here? I love all the keys everybody makes in this episode to get into the apartment. I love uh, that Misty Rowe appears in here. I love that Marsha finally is able to boss Richie around. You know, all these snot kids come in and, uh, you know, don't tip her well or, or, or kind of make fun of her or pull these tricks on her with mannequin heads. And now finally one of them is working for her and she can, you know, yeah, you know, kind of go after him. And I will say, as I mentioned, there aren't a lot of date references in here. I, I think uh, Jack Parr gets referenced, although maybe that's in the next episode. As we're talking about that in this in here, I, I forget, but I think it. Um, but that's that's his his second stint on the Tonight Show. That was fifty seven. Creature from the Black Lagoon is referenced. That's fifty four. Loves Many Splendid Thing is referenced. That's fifty five. So again, we're not um, particularly set to any spot here. Uh, time-wise. So let's keep it to 57-ish, 58-ish. I think that works. I like... And I can say, I, I've said before that, that sometimes Jerry Paris, the way he does the shooting of, of episodes are a little weird. Uh, we see a bit too much of sets than we should. There's a point here when Richie is working at Arnold's. I think... Is it when Richie is working at Arnold's? I think where um, Potsy and Ralph are at the at the booth... Um, that's supposed to be up against the wall, and the camera like swings around. Uh, well, it cuts. We cut to around the booth where we're looking at Potsy from the front, and we see like the green wall behind him. So again, there is a wall there. Let's always remember that there is a wall right up against that booth that we sometimes see, you know, the entirety of, which is a little off. I'm not going to go into that again here unless it comes up very egregiously um, uh, throughout. Uh, I I do like Jerry Paris is. Um, uh, when Richie returns in the end, and he's sitting on... He has twin beds in his room. I never noticed that. Why does he... I guess Chuck, right? They've got such a big house. Did they, why did Chuck and Richie have to share... You know, I will say this. My um, my wife, when she was growing up, she has uh, two brothers and a sister. And the house they grew up in in Connecticut, she had her own room, her sister had her own room, but her brothers shared a room. And I think that was something like her dad always said that girls should have their own room, but boys boys can share a room or something like that. I don't know. It, it I guess it makes sense. I don't know. I, I never I never shared a room when I was growing up. Um, uh, I'm not going to tell you my my room stories from when I was a child. Maybe they're fascinating to you. I don't know, but uh, I never uh, shared a room. Um, oddly enough, when my mom, after my dad died, a few years later, my mom got remarried, and for like the six months or so when we were in the house, um, before we moved all in, toge- uh, in together, my uh, stepbrother, Mike, um, he would come over every every other weekend 
because um, he was uh, my yeah, obviously my my stepdad was divorced, and but he generally stayed with his mom, my brother Mike, stepbrother Mike, and um, but he would stay with us every other weekend. But because my room was so tiny in the house on three thirteen Berry Road in Arundel New York, uh, he would actually share the room with my sister. My sister had a room that was like across the front of the house it was this huge room and mine was literally I, I remember as we were moving out saying something along the lines of I always wondered why my room was so tiny I'm the firstborn, and I get the tiniest room and they said well when we moved in here that room was actually a storage room so oh okay well there you go but uh, having said that um so I'm imagining the twin beds because they shared a room there but you see the house and it's so big they don't have another bedroom it's it's not like it's not like all of these uh, bedrooms have like bathrooms to them or something. Uh, you you would th- yeah you would think he they have another bedroom there. Um, anyway, I like the way Jerry parachutes as as Richie is unpacking his suitcase and he's sitting on his bed and Mr. C is sitting on the edge of the bed. He he he, he the camera is set at their height. Uh, over the top of the other twin beds, so you're kind of like right in there, and it's it's a really nice. I'm looking at it now, and it's really nicely done. Mr. C, and as as Richie's unpacking, Mr. C almost looks like a little kid <laughs> sitting there talking to Richie. It's it's really quite a uh, a sweet um, moment. I, I I like Mr. C. There there will be moments when he gets ornery, um, but as I may have mentioned, the moments when he gets like ornery and slightly like too almost too much, so. Uh, well, there'll be either moments when, like, Richie gets him arrested, like when they were drag racing in the previous season. But mostly the, those ornery moments are moments that involve Joni. But that will be some ways down the line. Um, uh, yeah, so so Richie moves out, then he moves back in with a glass of milk and some cookies. And it's um, and I think it's a, it's a lovely opener of the episode. Everyone gets a little bit something to do. I like the fact that they are taken away from the home barely any i mean obviously the opening scene and the kitchen scene and a closing scene and a couple bits here and there are are um are in the in the, in the house but most of it is is kind of either at arnold's or at chuck's place and i hope chuck's going to do okay richie moved out chuck's got to get another uh, roommate um super fast or i hope he's he's not going to be in trouble there i'm sure chuck will be all right he has a tendency to vanish in and out of this reality the reality of of milwaukee in 1957 or 1958 maybe he can't handle the 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 timeline that keeps shifting i don't know but yeah so so this is the season the season begins richie moves out then he moves back in and uh, linda pearl is there mr Rowe is there and new chuck is there and um that's quite a delightful opening i think to the season let us go on now to the second episode of the season. Let me, let me give you just the uh, the pertinence here. It is Richie's Car, directed again by Jerry Paris, written by Bob Bruner and Michael Leeson. This is September 17th, 1974. And let me give you a little, again, generic music uh, throughout. Uh, and so I'll just give you a little blast of um, uh, this. Love sweet melody But all of the vows you made Gone never to be We're a You 
Richie's car, you might say to yourself, uh, might be very similar to the second episode of the first season, The Lemon, where Rich and Potsy buy a car, and it turns out to be a lemon. Uh, the Lemon definitely has its charms, and I think it's it's quite a fun episode. Richie's car is a lot more fun because it brings in the Fonz more heavily and begins to sort of uh, kind of tighten up their friendship and also is the first of the... I hate to say that the show is getting more fun to watch because it's becoming more sitcom-like, but the thing about The Lemon is The Lemon was very much sort of like a short film, almost, uh, with buying the car and getting the car and trying to fix up the car and, and then going on the date and it all goes wrong. This this immediately, I mean, the, the premise of this is Richie is on, oddly enough, his first date with Gloria. So I'm imagining this episode may have been shot first and aired second. Um, uh, but Glo- Glo- However, Gloria is perfectly willing to kiss Richie. I suppose it's movie star Ron Howard, so you might want to give him a kiss. I'd certainly give Linda Pearl a kiss if, if she uh, offered. And uh, it's they've gone to some sort of Hawaiian luau-type dance. I mean, this is, um, if, if this is 57, 58, then we're, um, we're, we're in the vicinity. If this is um, Hawaii became a state around August of 1959, you can always tell when Hawaii became a state, if you keep in mind your television history, that Hawaiian Eye, which premiered in around September of 59, premiered right after Hawaii became a state. So... This is presumably Hawaii is about to become a state. I can't imagine we're suddenly in late 1959, um, especially because I believe Gloria will be there at Halloween, won't she? Because um, this season has a Halloween episode and then a Christmas episode, which means this season, these episodes are set at a very specific time, at least the first half of the season at the end of the year. Once you start doing holiday episodes, you're setting yourself at specific times. And this, there is some sort of school dance. School must be in session. Richie obviously doesn't have his own car. And I hope Ron Howard isn't doing an early comb-over there in the in the opening scene. I don't know. He could be. I don't know. I, um, yeah, he's Ron Howard. So, uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, so I, I doubt this takes place after August of 1959. That doesn't make much sense to me. But but this is possibly 57, 58 when Hawaii is becoming sort of the rage, and because they've got like the the lays around their 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 um, necks, and uh, yeah, they obviously went to something. And Mr. C uh, drove them drove them back to her house, and they're trying to neck. But Mr. C is in the car. It's a funny episode. It is a legitimately funny episode. Mr. C in this opening scene where he's listening to a baseball game is great. It's maybe not that late, or maybe it is that late, if there's still a baseball game going at this time. Uh, Mr. C is listening to it, so when they try to neck, all of a sudden you hear the baseball game, and Richie asks Mr. C to turn it down and pretend he's looking the other way. So Mr. C is like, oh, I'll pretend like I dropped something. And so as they're trying to make out again, you just hear, oh, I dropped this. Oh, I'm over here. And yeah, Gloria starts laughing because it's funny, and Mr. C is overdoing it. And the much... Uh, not much like exactly like the previous episode. Um, it's it's funny I, I, as I'm talking about it is is the moment I suddenly realize it is that the um, the previous episode begins with Richie on a date with Gloria, uh, sort of that gets ruined by family. This episode begins with Richie on a date with Gloria that gets ruined by family, and the next scene of each one is Richie bemoaning the fact that 
in Richie Moves Out that he doesn't have privacy, and in this one that they don't have another car. So Mr. C says, I'll pony up 200 bucks for a car. Uh, and Richie goes out looking for a second car, which Richie is kind of taken as being his own car, but Mr. C is like, no, it's a family car. It's another family car. It's for outings. And they end up buying a car from the Fonz, and joy of joys, the car turns out to be... Well, first off, the car is bright red and says Love Bandit on the side of it, which is awesome. They paint it blue because Mr. C won't stand for it. And it turns out the car is stolen. And the moment that happens, like... You know, they, they got in trouble with the law in the first season, but that's because they were drag racing. This time they get in trouble with the law because they're accidentally, Richie accidentally buys a stolen car. And then there's a great scene where Richie is like, uh, Fonzie is like, um, uh, oh, it's a stolen car. He changes the license plate and says, we'll, we'll do something with it tomorrow. And, and so Richie's going to leave the garage where Fonzie works. And you see Fonzie's boss, a guy named Happy. Spoiler, he's not very happy. And there's a great moment where... You know the Fonz is more, and it's it's fun to see the F- Fonz and Richie together here because it's it's a it's a nice, uh, uh, not not quite like comedy uh, duo kind of thing, but uh, like the scene where they're together in the garage, it's like this car is hot. What do we do? It's is a lot of fun, and and specifically too as as the Fonz is pitching the car in that scene, the Fonz starts off the episode with a bad cold, and so he kind of I can't do it, I don't have a cold, but he kind of talks very nasally and 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 it's it's great. And he pops some aspirin and Richie says, Aren't you gonna have water with that? And he says, Nah, water's for nerds. I, he doesn't say that, but you know, I don't need any water. But then a moment later he's like <laughs> Which is great. Uh, because it's like um uh, it's it's funny because the Fonz was originally pitched as a hoodlum of sorts, and here he does sell Richie a stolen car of sorts. Um, but in true sitcom fashion, like the moment he discovers it's stolen, he's like because a cop basically walks in and says to Happy, "Hey, Happy, have you seen this car like this and this is Happy? I don't know what you're talking about. Get out of here!" And the Fonz and Richie are like boing, but but Fonz is like, "Okay, we're gonna fix it up and we're gonna do this." But it's it's fun to see. It's not. It's not manic, um, you know, and this is coming from the director of Police Academy 2 and 3, but um, it's it's not manic, but it is it is fun to see, and there is the moment, uh, it's, it's, the show here is becoming more sitcom-like than it was in the first season. In the first season, the show was kind of slower and calmer and more sort of exploring not exploring. I mean, I, I, I this isn't Bergman, uh, but it, it was it was calmer. I mean, like the lemon was was kind of uh, just a calmer experience. Uh, even when it got crazy in the end, it felt like it felt less like a normal sitcom and more like possibly something from another age. This feels sitcommy with uh, the love bandit and and the Fonz with the aspirin and the oh my gosh we we gotta hide the car and Richie uh, and the, the Fonz the great one where the Fonz is I don't want the car staying here you take the car home you put it in the garage we'll figure out what to do with it in the morning I don't want a hot car here and uh, and so Richie drives away he pulls out of the garage which is clearly a um, soundstage somewhere on uh, the lot and. And I love it because he pulls out of this thing, which is clearly, like I said, a soundstage, and instantly some teen gals walk by from the 50s. It's like, wow, that's um, this this is um, uh, the magic of Hollywood, that I, I just pulled out of a soundstage in uh, 1974, and all of a sudden some gals, <laughs> some teenage gals from the late 1950s walk by, and one of them is Linda frickin' Pearl. 
hello and and it's great because there's a moment with um um i'm just watching the fonz trying to deal with aspirin and it's very funny um uh <laughs> um sorry uh yeah yeah so and and it's great because i i think i have a short list of people i get arrested for um when the Richie pulls out of the the soundstage, the garage in the stolen car, he has to get it home in the garage as quick as possible. He sees Gloria. She says, "Is this your new car? Give me a ride." And he says, "Yes, yes, I will." So I would also like to add to the list of uh, uh, people I get arrested for Linda Pearl. Possibly Linda Pearl is Gloria. Possibly not. If if you know the future of happy days you will know why linda pearl who isn't in a lot of episodes as gloria is however a very important part of the show which is so cool which is so cool oh my gosh so uh anyway what are we talking about oh richie's car over the course of the show the gang will get involved the, the Cunningham gang and, and everyone else will get involved in a lot of shenanigans. Obviously, jumping sharks, gangsters, hanging out at dude ranches, lots of um, drag racing, lots of um, demolition derbies, um, crazy Frenchmen. Uh, oh my gosh, they're going to get involved in so much. Oh, shotgun weddings. They're going to get involved in a lot of stuff. And to me, this episode is the first of those shenanigans it's it's a calm one um but <laughs> the, the fonz is so funny in this and rich and the fonz are so good in this together and the fonz sort of picking on happy is great and um when when the cunninghams are going to go to the beach and Joni's in the back seat in her bathing suit and mr c and mrs c are there and richie is is well, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead there. Well, I, I imagine you've seen the episodes. So, so Richie parks the car in the garage, and there's a great moment where he wants to make out with Gloria in the garage, and she's like, why are we in the garage? He's like, I just like this garage. Isn't this great? And she's like, what? And she storms out of there. So I'm going to walk home alone. Weird. Uh, which I like. Because um, she's delightful. I love her nose. Um, and I've got the episode playing here, and right after the moment where they learn the car is stolen and like Richie's like Fonz and the Fonz pops up from behind the car this is the comedy time folks they're playing this more now for um it's it's a calm farce but it's it's farce-ish nevertheless because yeah Richie parks the car in the garage and the next morning they're going to do something with it and then immediately he hears commotion down the driveway he runs out in his pajamas and they're in the car ready to go to the beach and unfortunately the the uh, Richie kind of gives gives up in the end. You know, he's like, oh, it's a stolen car. The Fonz saves the day through some uh, chicanery. Well, no, not chicanery. He figure, he finds out what's going on. He finds out what's going on with the car. I'm, I won't spoil that for you. But um, uh, I just, I just, I just quite like this episode. I think, I think like if, um, I don't know. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I guess I'll compare it to like an album or something like when you listen to a good album, an album that's good all the way through, you you don't want it to be one of those albums where like the first song is the best song. I always think of like, and this isn't quite fair, but like Asia, the Asia album from 1982. I think all the songs on that Asia album are pretty darn good. But Heat of the Moment 
just the band playing in that and the, the tune and everything else it's so good and that big riff and only time will tell the second song is awesome also but there's something about heat of the moment that kind of overshadows the rest of the album a bit which is unfortunate but it happens so what you want more of is you want an album where the first song will kick you in the butt but then the second song will expand on that and carry you along my my first thought of an album to use is Tunnel of Love from Springsteen. Ain't Got You is a super fun opener, but then Tougher Than the Rest just blows that out of the water. But a probably better example is, say, Led Zeppelin Four. Like, Black Dog is an awesome opener, and then Rock and Roll is just like, oh, yeah, and just, yeah. Maybe not quite, but you, you, I, I can, I guess we can, we can pick out albums we love and discuss this all day but it's sort of like the the first one Richie moves out really kind of settles you in and shows you all the characters and everyone gets to do something and it's fun this one there's no Chuck there is barely any well just a, a bit of I don't even remember Richie and Potsy uh, Potsy and Ralph in this one I, oh no they are they are there is a, there's a great scene at the beginning of this where they're asking Ralph about the date he just went on and he's like I can't do it I it was hickeys and this and that and I, I can't get these painful hickeys and all these other things just to tell you guys about my dates which is pretty funny Ralph is becoming the funny guy that um he always thought he was in the previous episode when they were playing charades and, and Gloria was doing uh, a monster and they were yelling creature from the black lagoon and and Ralph yells uh, my dad want to ask him for money so yeah R- Ralph and Potsy don't do much in this episode uh, Chuck isn't in this episode um, I don't think I don't think Misty Rowe uh, Marsha are in this episode that I can think of maybe they are briefly um, but it's mainly yeah it's mainly like Gloria uh, Richie and Fonzie, which is fun, which is which is fun. You could see why they wouldn't have made this the first episode of the season because everyone doesn't get a little little bit to do. You got to give everyone has to get their little bit to do at the beginning. So you can re, I mean, the show only had sixteen episodes. You need to reacquaint sixteen episodes, number sixteen in the ratings. Did, did I say that? Hmm. Yeah, I like this episode very much. I think I think that first episode is fun. This episode is funnier. And I think a charmer. Uh, and I, I like the little bit of danger. You know they're not going to get arrested um, or, or put away for, for stealing a car. That's not the way these sorts of shows work. But it's great anyways. I quite like it. So so season two has begun. I think we get a strong two episodes right out of the gate. They're pretty much the same episode. Richie like I said, Richie tries to make out with Gloria. Something family-related gets in his way. He tries to find a solution. It goes wrong. The first time it goes wrong because the the apartment he moves into is busier than the house where he lived. The second time he goes wrong because the car he gets is stolen. Weird. Uh, she's uh, Linda Pearl just said weird to Ron Howard. And it's weird. It, what 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 is weird is that the, they got the twin beds in the room we mentioned, and in the previous episode. They're sitting on the far twin bed, the one closest to the windows, and he's unpacking his suitcase. But he's sleeping in the one closest to the um, camera, the closest to the wall, which is not the uh, not the one he was sitting on unpacking from. So I don't know. I guess he can do what he wants. Uh, Richie can do what he wants when he gets his own room after Chuck moves out. I do like everyone in their beach clothes. They're fun. They're fun. Mr. C with the towel around his neck. Uh, Joni sitting on the back seat. It's fun. Um... 
yeah, I think this is a good episode. I think this is a great two uh, two parter, two parter, two episodes to start off the season. Uh, we'll see where the season goes from here. Uh, what it does next, I honestly don't remember what it does next. But I just had a quick look. Hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. Well, that'll be episode two, everybody. So what I will do, um, let us wrap this episode up. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, I put these up on eventuallysupertrain.blogspot.com. You can you can email me at uh, Danny Slacks, D-A-N-N-Y-S-L-A-C-K-S at yahoo.com. Or, or you can go on like at eSupertrain1 or um, Adventure Supertrain on, on uh, Facebook. I mean, obviously, Adventure Supertrain is short-lived TV shows, and this is anything but... Although we did cover Joni Loves Chachi on uh, eventually Super Train. So I hope you all enjoyed the first season. I hope you enjoyed the mini-sode. I hope you enjoyed this. We got a lot of episodes ahead of us for this season. Uh, 21 more for this season. So we got it, it, Well, it's funny, actually, now that I said that, there were 16 in the first season, 23 in this. It's only seven episodes. It's actually not like it's, it's too crazy. But, uh, yeah. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining me. And let me, let me, give, you, let me give you a cliffhanger. Here's a little cliffhanger. Happy Days is on ABC. NBC is at the top of the ratings with um, All in the Family. And CBS is is pretty much up there, too. ABC is kind of low down, uh, third um, rated uh, of the networks, the major networks at that time. A gentleman named Fred Silverman is hired on at CBS. And the first thing he is asked to do around this time is to get Happy Days taken off the air. Now, I don't mean that he's going to go to ABC and rough some people up and get them taken off the air. No, no, no. Come up with a strategy that gets this new show, which is unlike all the other sitcoms that we have on. Get this show taken off the air. Find a way to do this. Get it taken off the air. That's the cliffhanger. I don't know if we'll come back to that in the next episode, but we will come back to that. So keep that in your mind. Keep cool and listen to this. Monday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums. Ready to race to you. These days are all happy and free. These days are all gentle and sweet. Goodbye, gray sky, hello, blue. There's nothing can hold me when I hold you. Feels so right, it can't be wrong. Rocking and rolling all week long. Oh, addenda, addenda. Sorry, everybody. I completely forgot this. I spent the whole of the first season here in Grooving All Week with You, or whatever the heck it is they say in Happy Days. At the end of Richie's car, there is a, a fun sequence after it's all over. Um, Spoiler, I think we could spoil it now. The car wasn't stolen, so they still have the car. So there's a great closing sequence with the cameras mounted on the on the on the hood of the car and Richie's driving and Potsy and Ralph are jumping around and hey they're having a great time and, and Happy Days song is playing and they say, Rockin' all week with you boo. So yes, finally. I spent the entirety of the first season of this podcast thinking Did I name this wrong? Do they not say rockin' all week with you? They do, and they say it in Richie's car. They may have said in Richie moves out, but I don't remember it in there. But Richie's car. So, yes, rockin' all week with you, triumphant. There's no more music. Stay tuned for the next episode, everyone. Talk to you soon.